Have you ever been scared to make a decision that you know in your heart of hearts is the right choice, but you don't for whatever reason? That's what today's episode is all about. If you're like me, you love being an artist, waking up every day, making art for a living. Let me ask you something. Do you ever wish that you had more time to do the things that you really want to do? You know, those things that you dreamed of when you started your business. How about having the time and the money to invest in those awesome new tools, skills, or that dream class? Or maybe finally working on that project or piece that you've been waiting to make and never seem to find the time for. If this sounds like you, then you're in the right place. Join me on my quest to help jewelers and artists free themselves from the time and money traps running an art-based business creates. My name is Mark Farrell, and welcome to The Jeweler's Philosophy. What's up, everybody? So uh, this is Mark Farrell, the jeweler, um, and today I, I want to start um, by uh, bringing something up that is, uh, uh, you know, have you ever been scared uh, to make a decision that you know in your heart of hearts is right? Um, and uh, then the next question is, have you ever not made the decision, right? And, and, and that's an interesting interesting thing to think about because we all have these thoughts in our heads that are, you know, we think that these are, you know, we know that it's the right thing, but for whatever reason, whether it be outside influence or financial reasons or time restrictions or whatever, right? Like we just don't, we just don't make these decisions. And, um, that's what, that, that's what turns into regrets. Um, and so the thing that I, I, I want to talk about, uh, today is, um, if you've got something in your life that you know in your heart of hearts is the right decision, you 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 have to have faith that that you can that you can do it. Um, and so uh, I want to tell you guys uh, a story. So uh, is is that okay? Can I can I tell you a story? Um, this is a story about um, before I actually made the jump and um, went full time with my business. Okay, um, I was working at a job. I was working tons of overtime. I was living in Buffalo, New York. It was right before and right after my wife and I had gotten married. It was like cycling around that, and um, you know, I had graduated from college and I went to school to be an art teacher. I graduated with an art ed degree, and um, I was working at a orthodontic lab. And I was making um, orthodontic appliances, and, and that was great. And and the the job was good um, because I got to work with my hands. Right for an artist, it was the most perfect job it could be without making art. Um, but the thing that was crazy is that I knew I had more to offer. I had more of a message to put out. And so I had always known um, that I I was going to be a professional artist. Right? It wasn't um, I wanted to be. It was I was going to be. Okay. And so I told everybody that I was going to be a, a professional jeweler. Uh, and, and that's what I was um, telling everybody. I had landed on jewelry. I had chosen that as my medium. I knew what I was doing. I already had my company. We were doing craft shows every single weekend. I mean, we did 20 craft shows a year and we were just traveling all over, right? But but we didn't quite have it to the point where we could make that leap and 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 make it be um, full-time and, and basically ditch our, our other jobs, right? And so... The thing that's crazy is that um, we 
we uh, and I had I mean I I talked about it and I talked and talked and talked and talked about it and like we were taking steps right we were going down this path and we were building looking backwards like I can look at it and say okay you know we were totally building to something greater um but at the time it felt like I was stumbling right have you ever felt that way have you ever felt like like you were you're just stumbling like you know what you want in your heart of hearts you know where you want to be right like you can see it you can see not having a day job you can see making the work how you want when you want everything right controlling all of that stuff like you can see it you can see it so vividly it consumes you okay but like in real world right which is it's a terrible thing to say because the real world is what you make it but the thing that's crazy is that Everybody else that's in the world, right, they all think that they've got this whole thing figured out, right? At least they did for me, and, and it was and it was terrible. Like, all these people that never owned a business, they weren't artists, they had no idea what I was talking about or going through, right? They had all of these, at this point, looking back, like, completely garbage opinions, okay? And so... The thing that's crazy is that I remember I was talking to all these people that were also at this at this factory more or less, right? We made one-off um, custom pieces and like it was cool. Like if I was just looking to do something with my hands and not sit behind a computer, it would have been perfect, but that's not what I wanted. I knew what I wanted and I wanted to be a jeweler and have my own company and make my own stuff, my own lines, my own everything, right? Like that's what I wanted. I wanted it so badly since I was a little tiny kid little kid, right? And it was like, I was finally an adult, right? I had my own bills. I had my own money. I had my own car. I had my own everything, right? My job, everything like that. And yet I felt so trapped. I mean, so trapped, right? And everywhere I went, I just had all of these reinforcements of feeling trapped. You know, it's like I talk to people at work about going and doing this and doing craft shows and making a, you know, starting a jewelry company and really making that be my full-time gig and, and, and making money at it, not just money that it sustained itself, right? But like money that I could buy a house and a car and, and support my wife and my family and have kids and everything else, right? Everything I ever dreamed of, I was going to support with this, with this jewelry business venture, right? And every single person that I told in that place, right? They all told me the same thing, more or less. And they all said, you're never going to be able to do that. You're never going to leave here. The benefits are too good. You get time off. You don't need to worry about all that. Why would you do that? Right? And then it was like, I'd go and I'd tell my family and I'd hear the same thing. Well, what are you going to do for insurance? What are you going to do for this? What if it doesn't work? Right? And it, it always came back to that one thing. What if it doesn't work? Right? And so I, I really got to the point where it was like, you know, if you know where you have to be, where you're going, right? I mean, nobody's sitting there being an artist thinking that, you know, what they're making is uh, not worthwhile, right? I mean, you're making stuff to share it with the world. You think that your ideas or your skills or your you know, visions or whatever you're working off of, right? You think that that is so good that you need to make it into a tangible good and share it with the world. Literally. That's what we're doing as artists. And we've got all these other people around that have no concept of what that feeling is. None. They have zero, 
right? They're happy. 99.9% of people are happy with going to work. They're not happy with going to work and clocking in and out. Let's be fair. If you're one of those people, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now. Very few people love their job. Very few people love what they're doing. Very few people are doing what they went to school to do, right? But we, we are the few, The artists are the ones that get to be the visionaries, right? Artists and entrepreneurs. We make things. We create things. Not just objects, but opportunities, money, and everything else that goes along with it. Right? We are the ultimate creator when it comes to to realizing the things that are in your head. I mean, that's that's a beautiful skill. Right? And it and it it takes years of honing and practicing and everything else like that. And all of these other people, all this other garbage noise that's around you, they just feel like they can just come in and give you your two cents and swoop in and just cut you off at the knees when you are riding high and you are you're living this. Right? You're living knowing in your head. You know that, you, that this is what's gonna happen. And the sad part is, is that so many of us, we believe them. We take what they say to heart and you can't do that. You're not the same kind of person. You're special. I'm special. We are special. Okay? You are, we are making something to make a difference. Right? Just keep thinking that we all think as artists that our ideas are so good that we can sell them, that we need to make them. We can't just bottle them up or throw them aside or sweep them under the rug. No, no. We need to make these things and make them real. We need to put them out into the world. And then we hope that we're validated. And the thing that's crazy is that I did not always believe that. I mean, everybody, every person you may have felt at some point, like we all have low points, right? We're all human. You can't keep... That passion or that drive alive all the time, 24-7, it's, it, it takes some work sometimes, right? But I, I want to ask you, there, you know, what if maybe you're at this point right now, right? Maybe you're sitting at your job listening to this podcast and you're saying, you know what? I hate my job. I really want to be doing this. I really want to be a painter or a mural artist or a jeweler, or a ceramicist, right? Maybe you want to be something different. Maybe you want to be a seamstress, or you want to be a um, clothing designer, right? Or a hairstylist. I don't care. It doesn't matter, right? You want to utilize your skills that you've cultivated, or gathered, or built, or feel like they were just given to you for some reason, right? You want to use these, but you don't know how. And the problem is, is that everybody else around you is telling you that you can't do that, right? You can't do that. What are you going to do if this, that, and the other thing happens? You can't. You can't do it. No, they can't. You can. I'm telling you, you can. So here's my story. All right. So I'm sitting and I'm, I'm out of college three years. I've tried to get a, an art teaching job for the last three years. I'm working so hard. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of applications, okay? Not a bite, 
Not one. Now, this is 2008, okay? And it's like I graduated right when the economy fell out. And so um, with the whole, uh, you know, economy falling and dropping and everything like that in 2008. And so the first thing that they cut were art programs, art and music. That's what they cut out of out of school. Well, being a, 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 an art teacher graduating in 2008, like what am I supposed to do? Something that had all these different openings now had none. I mean, schools had no art programs. Right? So, so I get this job and, and I get a job because I'm dyslexic and, um, though I can read, it's, it's not easy for me, right? It's gotten way easier in, in, um, subsequent years. But at the time it was like, I didn't want to sit behind a computer. I couldn't type really well. I couldn't, I couldn't read very well. Right. And like, I didn't have an iPhone at the time. It was before all of that. It was before, you know, type to text and text to type. Right. I didn't have any of these tools that would have made my life so much easier. So I'm looking for this job that I'm not going to hate. Right. And I, I land on this one place that I find that isn't grunt manual labor, but that actually has, they're looking for artists. They're looking for people like me, right. To utilize my skills. And, and I, so I get this job and it's not, it's not bad, right? I mean, it was really good. I mean, it, it allowed me to do a lot of things. I mean, and I learned a ton from it, but man, was I depressed because when you're in it, right? Hindsight's 2020, like looking back, you can look at all of that and you can say, oh, I see where those pieces come into play, right? But when you're in it, right? And maybe you're in it right now. Maybe you know exactly what I'm talking about, but here's the thing, right? So I'm in it and I'm, and I'm there and I'm going, Right. And I'm working overtime because it's available. And I'm just, I mean, I'm running as fast as I can. I mean, I get there at five and I'm leaving at three. I'm putting in three hours of overtime every single day, bar none, without fail. I'm going in on the weekends for a few hours because it's there. And I'm working so hard to get out. Right. I mean, I'm working so hard and I've got all this background noise of people saying, well, you can't do it. That's not real. That's not possible. No one's going to do that. No one's going to help you. No one's going to blah, 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 blah. Garbage, garbage, people let it go. Okay. So, so I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm so unhappy. And my wife at the time, uh, she's still my wife, but at the time we were newly married, right? A few months in and I'm, she's coming home. She comes home at five and I am like for a week straight, I am just a mess. She comes home and I'm upset, right? The next day she comes home and I'm even more upset. She comes home the third day and I'm sitting there and I'm falling apart. I mean, crying on the couch uncontrollably, not knowing how to control my life, not knowing where my life is going, not knowing how to manifest this burning fire that's inside of me that I, I can't, I can't shut off, right? I can't dampen it. I can't shut it off. I've tried for years. I tried the first three years I worked there. I tried to be happy at where I was and just do what I was doing and just make stuff that I was making and try to get it out. Right. But it wasn't, it wasn't enough. It wasn't what I needed. It wasn't real. It was still Mark Farrell being, having a job 40 hours a week and doing something that I hated for 40 hours and then trying to live this lifestyle that I wanted since I was like four or five years old and realized what an artist was and that my ideas and thoughts were worth time and money and people to pay attention to. And here I am sitting at a job for 40 plus hours I mean, it was probably closer to 60 at that point, right? And I'm miserable. I'm so miserable. It, my wife was worried 
about me. I mean, I feel like a lot of artists, right, have had have had problems in the past. I mean, we all grow up with, you know, some scars. I mean, you got to be a little, a little different, way different, right, to to think that you can make make a living with the things that you are creating with your hands, right, or even your head. Doesn't matter, head or hands. I mean, it both come from both places. Okay, and so the thing that's crazy is that you got to be a little, you you got to have something inside of you. Okay, and somewhere along the line, right, you come to this fork in the road. Better yet, you come to a cliff and you hang your toes over the edge and you look down. And that's the unknown, right? You can see the other side, you can see it. And you know that what you want's on that other side. But you can't make that jump, right? You can't, you can't get enough speed to clear what that is. But that's okay. Because you don't need to make that jump. You have to jump. But you don't have to make it in one shot, right? And that's the thing. So I'm sitting at this job. Right, And I know, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I know that I am supposed to be a jeweler and I'm supposed to make amazing jewelry and make my visions come to reality and, and, and make jewelry the way that it used to be made but infuse it with new designs and new techniques and do all these amazing things and push myself and my art form and my craft Right? That's what I'm meant to do. And I know this. And yet I've got all these other people that just know what they think that they know. And they're projecting their garbage onto me. And so I'm sitting there and, and, and they're all saying, you can't do it, you can't do it, you can't do it, you can't do it. And I almost believed him. I almost believed him. I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my wife, and I mean, I am a mess. I was so distraught that I couldn't think or speak straight. I mean, and I was just completely in tears, you know, and and I just couldn't, I couldn't see my way past of what happened or or what was happening. And my wife looked at me and, and, you know, we had talked about trying to do something different. We had our company, we had Buffalo Craft Company at the time, and we were trying to you know, make this push to make it be real. And we were trying everything. I, you know, I looked into master's programs that were entrepreneurial master's programs. And I talked to friends that were in those programs and they told me, they're like, it's not going to teach you what you want to know. It doesn't teach you how to build a business. It doesn't teach you how to actually make a business, especially if you're making the product, right? There's no map. You don't, nobody out there has a map. Anybody that's listening to this, nobody has a map of what you are trying to accomplish. Now, there are tools that, there are maps that can help you with the framework to put your pieces into that framework, but at the end of the day, you have to manifest the pieces that plug in here, right? And you know what I'm talking about. I I hope you know what I'm talking about, right? You do everything your own way. You learn from a teacher and then you change it, right? You put your own flair, your own spin on it. That's what being an artist is. You don't want to copy somebody else. You want to take that information and you want to turn it around and spit it back out. Right? But other people don't don't see that. And so I, my wife told me, she said, you know what? I've been doing research. 
and I found a jewelry school that would teach you how to be a bench jeweler. At least then you'd be making jewelry for 40 hours a week. And I looked at her and I, I didn't know what, I didn't know what to say. We didn't, we didn't have the money, right? I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have the money. We found out the tuition was 20 grand. I mean, it was, it was, uh, 12 grand. And then to live in Virginia beach for three months and eat and live and not die. Right. It was going to be like over 20 grand. And that's before I bought any tools. Right. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, how am I going to do this? Like, I know this is what I have to do, but how am I going to do it? And then we talked about it a little bit more. Right. And I, and I, I, we made the decision. We were like, you know what? We are going to find a way to do this. And we ended up taking all the money from our wedding. We never took a honeymoon and we, I went to school for three months and I went to my job that was paying for all of my bills. And my wife also worked at the same company and I had to do something that was really hard, but I had to double down on myself and I had to jump off that cliff. And I went in there and I said, look, I need to take a leave of absence for three months because I'm going to go and I'm going to get trained on how to be a professional jeweler. And I'm going to, when, and when, when I, and that's what I'm going to do. And they told me that I was a, a, a great employee and everything else like that. And the woman that I talked to, she actually knew, and she had bought in a few pieces from me. She did believe in me, right? Which is great. Like there are people that do believe in you, but you've got to find them. For every one, there's like a hundred that think that you're just out of your mind. You know what I'm talking about, right? And so she said, you know what? I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to let you take a leave of absence. We're going to hold your job and you can go and, and do this. And so now I've got the majority of the money and, and I've got the permission from my work, right? I'm jumping. I am backing up and I'm ready to run and jump off this cliff. I mean, I'm ready to go, Right? And, and I do it and I, I leave, I leave my wife, I leave my job, I go to school and I'm by myself for three months, right? With the people in the class and everything else like that. But now I'm by myself, right? And, um, that was one of the best decisions I ever made, right? And I've done it since then. That jumping, that, that having the ability within yourself to say that, yes, I can do this, right, is, is crazy. I mean, you already say it to yourself. Yeah, I can do that. I can make that piece. I can make that work, right? I can bend the metal that way. I can paint that to be realistic. I can sculpt that. I can do this. I can do that. We do it all the time. But you have to have faith in yourself when it comes to the big things, Right? Everybody thinks you're crazy until it works and then they all figure, then they all ask you how you did it. Right? You can't, but when you're up against that big decision and you've got to make that jump or not, right? I'm in the camp that I would much rather make that jump and fail and learn from that failure than never do it and regret it for the rest of my life. I don't want regrets. Regrets are things that you can't go back to on the things you always wonder about at least if you jump and you fail you know that you failed right and there's no harm in failing you learn more from your failures anyways it's not that big of a deal but you got to have faith in you you have to believe that you can do it 
You got to believe that when you jump, you've got what it takes to take and draw on all of your inspiration and all of your knowledge and your skills and everything and that you can literally manifest and build a safe landing on the way down. But all that comes with is faith. If it was a sure thing, you probably wouldn't be an artist. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the best part about being an artist is the unknown. It's that trial and error. It's that failure. It's that learning. It's that I can do better next time. It's a micro jump. It's the same thing. You have to believe that these big things in your life, that you can come up to the edge of that cliff. You can look at it face on and you can say, I'm jumping and I know I can land. You have to. You have to have faith in yourself. Let me ask you, right now, whatever you're doing, right? If you are up against this right now and your toes are dangling over this cliff and you're looking down and you can see little particles of dust and everything, you can feel the updraft, right? You can, you can see these little pebbles falling off, right? And your toes are just dangling. I mean, you are so close, right? The next step is the jump, right? If you don't take that, if you don't do it, what happens? What happens? You're standing at the edge of this cliff and you don't jump. What happens? I mean, first, you're going to always wonder what would happen, right? But 10 to 1, most times when we contemplate the jump, it's not because we're thrill seekers. It's because it's a necessity. You come to a crossroads. You have to make a decision. With a cliff, there's only two. You're either going off or you're going back. You already know what's behind you. What's behind you brought you to that cliff. And now that you have the opportunity to actually seize that moment and trust in yourself and believe that you know that what is in your head is real and that you can manifest it and make everybody around you that's telling you no, 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 that they're going to now ask you, holy mackerel, how the heck did you do that? But if you don't ever take that jump, no one's ever going to ask you that. You're never going to know. How could you? You didn't take it. It comes down to faith. You have to believe. You have to believe that you can do it before you do it. You have to say, you have to be doing what I was doing, right? We need to do this in our heads all the time. You do it every time you sell a new job or push your skills. I know I can do this and I'm going to sell it to prove it. I'll show you how many people, how many, how many of you guys out there have ever heard that in your head? Somebody says, ah, well, I don't know if you could do it. Man, I'll show you. I know I can do it. It's like the best fire building anything you got, right? That's what gets your belly going so hot, so strong. Why is it that when it's a really big thing, right? And all these other people can show us all this quote social proof, right? That it's not going to work. They've never tried it. They've never even thought about it. They just think that you're nuts for trying to think about that stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you, you're not nuts and you're not crazy. 
But you need to have faith that you can do it, that you can jump, that you can make that. You need to trust in yourself that you have what it takes. You've learned enough. You've experienced enough. You know enough that you can manifest a landing apparatus before you smash your face on that ground. I've done this many times. I did it when I went to school. I did it when I quit my full-time jewelry job to go and do my own thing when all we were doing was doing craft shows, right? And then I did it again when I moved from Buffalo, New York, right outside of Nashville, Tennessee for a better opportunity. Man, I didn't know. I remember the day I gave the job that I quit, the jewelry job, I gave them six-week notice, right? All my friends were juggling with me. They're like, what are you doing? Quitting three jobs, <laughs> right? And I remember I had my mom up for dinner. She lived in uh, Rochester. We were in Buffalo, right? She came up for dinner. And, and I remember it was so strange, right? But my, she was talking to my wife and she actually asked my wife, she goes, so do you think that this is going to work? I mean, you know, Mark's leaving his job next week. Do you think it's going to work? And my wife looked her deadpan in the face and she was like, well, I wouldn't be encouraging him to quit his job if I didn't think it was going to work. Right? I mean, I wasn't in the room at that point, but when you think about that, it's like everybody, everybody, except for these trusted few, right? Like me, I believe, I know that whatever you put your mind to, you can do because you manifest your own reality. I know that because I manifest my own reality, right? Everybody thought I was nuts. Everybody thought that I couldn't make a living doing jewelry. When I quit that job, I was going and I was going to only do custom jewelry. That's what I did for the last 10 years. Only custom. I've never bought and sold pieces. I don't have stock pieces. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm not flipping pieces. I'm not buying stuff over the counter and then reselling it. I'm not nothing. Every single thing that I make is custom. It's made for an individual customer for 10 years. Built a six-figure business on it. And you know what? There were people in my industry that told me I couldn't do it. If I wasn't changing watch batteries and doing watch bands and doing those things and doing, you know, small repairs and everything else like that, that if I wasn't doing that stuff, I wouldn't be able to make a living. They were all wrong. Don't tell them though. Right? Because that's not what I wanted. I'm the driver of my life. I get to decide what I want. You get to decide what you want. We as artists, we have this innate ability to say that our ideas are better. If that's true, why are you listening to anybody else that isn't in the same thought process that you are, that hasn't been there before? I've been there. I've jumped off that cliff many a times. It's like skydiving. Talk to anybody that's been skydiving, right? The first time, it's scary. But once you know what's on the other side, once you jump out of that plane, once you realize that it's not that bad and that you can actually enjoy it, you do. But again, it comes down to faith. You have to believe that you are going to land on that ground safely. You have to believe it first. You can't believe it later. You can't have the proof up front. You have to believe that you can do it. And then and only then will it actually happen. Because when that is so strong, I've had lots of people ask me, yo, how, how have you done so much with your business? And I tell them the same thing. It's the same thing I'll tell you right now. When you don't give it another option except for success, you're bound to succeed. There was never a question of if. It was just how and when. 
I knew, I still know that I'm going to be successful. I know that I can obtain all of my goals because I don't give it another option. I don't ask, I don't, I don't try to figure things out and, and make it be, I don't need all the steps all at once. I just need to keep moving forward. I need that constant momentum. Every single little win, little yes, little this, little that. When you add all that stuff up, it's huge. Everything is a build. Your life is a build. Your art journey is a build. Your skill set's a build. Your business is a build. Everything's a build. But those builds, that build is made up of trial and error. Jumping and succeeding. Jumping and failing and finding a way out of a pit. Falling and getting back up again. It all comes down to faith. You have to be faithful in yourself. Because you have to know that it's possible. I mean, look at some of the things that we all use every day, right? That people back in the day thought were insane. Look at the phone. And I'm not talking about the phone in your pocket or the one that you're listening to this podcast on. I mean, I'm talking about like the the phone that's on or that used to be on a wall, right? Alexander Graham Bell's phone, right? I mean, that dude, think about this, right? That guy said, he was like, I want to have a conversation with somebody without yelling at them that's not in the same room. And I want them to be able to be really far away, a mile or more. And I want to have a conversation at a regular decibel, at a regular voice. I want to have a conversation with them. You know that all of his friends and family tried to have him committed to an insane asylum because they thought that he was out of his mind? They didn't believe that he could do that. But he did. Where would we all be if he had listened to them and didn't make the phone? What would have happened if... We never had the light bulb invented by Edison, right? I mean, he said before that he, he didn't, he, uh, it didn't matter about the success, right? He said that he failed. He, he didn't fail a thousand times or 10,000 times or whatever it was, right? He successfully figured out what didn't work that many times until he found the one that did. I mean, that's faith waking up every day and saying, today is the day. One day you're going to be right. One day you're going to hit that. One day you're going to hit the jackpot. You're going to hit the nail on the head. You're going to figure it out. You're going to be able to know what's happening. And it's just going to hit you like a ton of bricks. And I'm saying this because that's what happened to me. That's what happened to all of these great inventors, entrepreneurs, artists. We all hit it out of the park at some point. You just have to believe that you can. Don't aim your sights too low. Don't aim not to lose, right? If you look at this as a game, you're not playing not to lose. You're playing to win. Not losing is the same as losing, right? Because if you don't win, that's where the glory is. Nobody says, well, I didn't lose all these times. Nah, man, you say how many times you won. You hold that up above your head. Even if it's only one, you only need one win to know what success feels like and nothing breeds success like success. Right? I mean, look look at that. And then on top of it, now it's like, you know, you also look at computers. I mean, back in the day, computers took up the entire space that I'm in right now, 1,250 square feet, right? It was one computer, That's ridiculous. 
You know, the calculator app on your phone has got more power than the original first computer ever had. That's bonkers. I mean, we don't even really need computers now. You've got a phone. And the fact that we call it a phone still is asinine. But that was Alexander Graham Bell. Man, look at the Wright brothers. You can't fly. Everybody was trying to figure it out, right? No, no one's going to get it. They all thought that it was going to have to have a lot of money or a lot of whatever. Dude, these guys owned a bike shop. They just wanted to do it. They loved it. They knew that they could do it. And they didn't give it another option. You just keep going and going and going and going and going and going and going until it works. It's like magic. But you have to believe that you have what it takes to keep going and going and going and going and going until it works. It's not a secret. It's just the truth. So I want to I wanna leave everybody here and say, listen, if you are coming to a crossroads, right? You're coming to your cliff. You're coming up on it and everything else like that. And you are having problems believing in yourself. Go back and look at your art. Draw on that. Get that feeling, channel that and hold it and believe that the rest of your decisions hold the same weight, the same value, the same urgency, the same belief that you have when you're making the art. That's the best way that I've found to push past all that negative energy because I look at the stuff and I sit down at that bench and I know I can do anything. It doesn't matter what comes across my bench. There has never been a jewelry job that I have not been able to do, fix, or solve. Never. Because I don't give it another option. I know I can do it. And you do too. We know what we're made of. Sometimes it's easy to doubt yourself because of so much outside noise. But don't worry about it. Just remember, you're an artist. And you're probably an entrepreneur too. You're one of the elite few. You get to check two crazy beautiful boxes. Entrepreneur. Artist. You're not like other people. We are not like other people. We get to see behind the curtain. Don't lose sight of that. We're the ones that make the world what it is. If it wasn't for us, we wouldn't have any innovation. We wouldn't have any new technology or opportunities. Everybody seems to forget that. We are the ones that get to make the world what it is. Don't be afraid to jump. Be excited that you have the opportunity to jump and trust that you've got what it takes in yourself that you can make that jump and you have what it takes to land on the ground safely and further ahead. Then you just climb back up, right? You go back and you know you have to get on the other side of that. Step one, jump off and land. Find a way to get back up to the top. It's a build. It's not a secret. You have it within you. You just have to believe it's already there. I know it is. I've seen it. It's time for you to see it. Don't be afraid of the jump. Reframe it. You get to make 
the jump. So make it. I want to thank you for joining me today and listening to this episode. I know how hectic running and growing an art-based business can be. And you choosing to spend part of your day here listening to my thoughts, that means the world to me. I hope that you found some gems or nuggets that you can use and implement in your own business. We're all working towards the same goal, to make more art and have more of an impact on the world. The sharing of knowledge is the key. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone else who can benefit from it as well. So, I've been working on something that's pretty special, and I'd love to give you access as a thank you. Theory and stories are great to listen to, though I know there's so much more I can do to help you on your journey. Here's what I'm going to do. Go to pages.buffalocraft.com slash resources. There, you'll get free access to my professional Rolodex. This is something that I've been compiling and developing over the past 10 years. This is my way of saying thank you. And remember, together we can all be better.